You're listening to a podcast brought to you by international law firm Trowers and Hamlins, combining market sector thought leadership, advice, and ideas, helping businesses and governments prepare for the future. Welcome to this episode of Trowers and Knight Frank's podcast series. We're focusing today on CVAs and other current challenges for the retail sector. I'm Emma Barnfield, a a partner at Trowers specialising in property disputes and property related insolvency. And I'm delighted today to be joined by Stephen Springham, head of retail research at Knight Frank. It's, uh, It's safe to say that that these are challenging times for retail and and I hate to drop the C word so early in our conversation but the impact of Covid is undeniable particularly the lockdown and social distancing measures that that are now in place and these have, have hit the sector hard so I mean we're talking today in a week where the government has announced tighter restrictions to try to curb the rise of infections and and we're told that these restrictions will be in place in some form or another for at least the next six months. Last week, the government also extended the moratorium against forfeiture of commercial leases, which was due to expire at the end of this month and will now apply until the end of of the year. And so while this gives further breathing space for occupiers, it creates potential further headaches and problems for landlords and their lenders. So despite, you know, the unprecedented government support that businesses have have received everyone I think recognizes that this must come to an end and we know the furlough scheme will come to an end we're told come what may at the end of of October and that this will inevitably put already struggling businesses under further strain so we're already starting to see restructuring insolvencies in the retail sector we saw last week that a requisite majority of creditors had voted in favor of the new look CVA and under that proposal, over 400 of, of their stores will move from standard market rent lease arrangements to turnover-based rent agreements, uh, much to the outcry of disgruntled landlords. So, Stephen, is this an indicator of what's to come in the retail sector? I think it is. Um sad to say um i mean the the irony of this is is that you know the retail sector was didn't enter the pandemic in the best of shape i mean we'd already seen a number of of cveas and and considerable fallouts in retail i mean you couldn't really make it up you know the a market that was this challenge that suddenly was fell prey to to a global pandemic i mean nobody could have predicted that so it, in all honesty this is as bad a situation as, as we could have ever have imagined yes we've seen some fallout to date um through through mainly cvas which are obviously uh, as you say i'm a very very controversial i mean yes on the one hand they do throw retailers a lifeline but at considerable fallout for other people within the 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 retail sector most most notably landlords where we go from here i mean obviously a lot of breaking news this week uh i mean but the 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 simple summation is you know we're not out of the woods by by any stretch of the imagination so far i mean some economists are already talking about a recovery to pre-pandemic levels in spending and i think that's it's true to a point but it, it really is not a reflection of what is actually happening within the retail market and on the high street generally so yes you mentioned new look last week um you know many more will follow that is a sad reality of the retail market particularly 
in the coming months. I mean, obviously, we're here to talk about retail, but as a subsector within that, we have the hospitality sector. I mean, that's been dealt a blow by the the, the curfew, the 10 o'clock curfew. I mean, a lot of people will say, you know, what's the difference? Well, you know, anything that disrupts trade is is going to hurt those guys. So, you know, we are going to see further fallout on, on both the retail and hospitality market over the next few months. Yeah, and this has been an issue, hasn't it, with the social distancing measures that need to be put in place um, and and the restrictions. This adds to the costs of of running the business. Um, They need to perhaps employ more staff and they are shortening their opening hours. But it's also a confidence issue, isn't it, in terms of the, the consumer? Yeah, I mean, you've you've highlighted the three key things there. I mean, there's obviously a number of, of people still aren't comfortable for understandable reasons to, to actually go to a shop or a restaurant again. I mean, just to put a figure on that, I think a figure we've seen a figure from Mintel is, is about 46% of people still not comfortable going to a shop or a restaurant. Restaurants and, and retail outlets that have reopened have seen generally lower volumes of trade there some, are some exceptions for example on, on the DIY side that's that's seen a mini boom over the last few months as has uh, sort of homewares and furniture but but by and large you know large portions of the high street um you know are seeing footfall and and trade volumes significantly lower than they would normally expect by significantly we're probably talking in the order of somewhere between a sort of 20 to 30 percent and obviously you also mentioned that the you know, the higher costs of trading during the you know adhering to, to social distancing measures i mean you know obviously it's an extreme example but tesco obviously the uk's largest retailer put the cost of that for just this year about 900 million pounds sainsbury's were about 500 million so they are extremes insofar as they are this country's biggest retailers but the simple message is it there is a lot of pressure on the bottom line to continue trading in this environment Mm. And in terms of we're reading a lot about the death of cities, we're all being told now to work from home if we can, which means that, as you you know mentioned just then, the footfall in town centres and, and high streets has dropped significantly. How, how have you seen this uh, vary from London to the regions and perhaps out of town centres? How do you see that? It's It's been a very mixed picture. Footfall as a generic whole, is slowly recovering. If you look at the sort of the week and week, month and month figures, you know, we are seeing sort of mid single digit return. But obviously on an annualised basis, a year on year basis, you know, we're probably still around sort of 30% lower than than, than where we'd expect to be. Um, in terms of the, the differences between locations, I mean, retail parks have generally held up pretty well, mainly because, you know, people feel safe going to to, to visit in their car and, and in fundamentally an open air environment, obviously allied often often to a food store or, or supermarket. So um, footfall generally is held up fairly well on, on retail parks. Within town centres, um, it has been the smaller town centres that have fared better than the big city centres, partly because obviously, as you mentioned, Emma, we, you know, a lot of us are still working from home. So the, the small local centres, ironically, um, have held up better than the big city centres. And probably the biggest laggard of all is, is, is central London, which is, is ironic because obviously in normal times, that is a beacon of, of strength. But obviously, if tourists and workers aren't there, that is a substantial proportion of, of London's retail and hospitality trade. Mm. And and how much has this um, almost accelerated the trend that Stephen, you highlighted at the, at the start that, you know, this was a challenging sector anyway? Has, you know, with Brexit and COVID, uh, are these just accelerating trends or is this a, is this a shift for the retail sector? I think we've seen some shifts. I think it's very easy to 
to see a trend during the pandemic and assume it's a permanent change. I think that's not necessarily the case. I think a lot of, you know, when things do return to something like normal, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of old habits will just pick up where they left off. But I think that the key one for retail is the retail market was going through structural change anyway. I think the pandemic has really accelerated that pace of change and a lot of retailers were struggling anyway. And this has really brought forward the, you know, any CVA activity or, or or administration that we would have seen anyway. I mean, it's, if you look to individual subsectors, the fashion sector is, is the one that that, that that screams out really. I mean, that is, if we're talking in terms of, of structural challenge, I mean, that is the most oversupplied market in the UK. There's too much floor space, there's too many operators. If you look what's happened at consumer demand on, on the fashion side, I mean, it was fairly soft prior to COVID. Last year, I think fashion sales grew by just 1.5% in, in an oversupplied market. Is not a lot of growth to go around. And then, you know, lo and behold, the early months of this year, or sort of April and, and May year, we were looking at sort of a market that was declining by about 60 to 70%. Um, and still, even though stores are reopened, if you look at fashion sales, I mean, they're still declining year on year by about 16%. So, it doesn't take a genius to work out that is where much of the pain lies and where we are going to see a lot of fallout, a lot of CV activity as per new look last week, but with our other operators in the coming weeks and months. So going back to the new look CVA and the turnover rents that were approved in that, um, certainly we've seen our clients are um, being asked to consider rent concessions on a turnover rent basis. and. It's. I think it's safe to say that it, this is quite a difficult thing for landlords to understand and to accept. Um, what, what's your view in as to whether turnover rents will become more prevalent? I think there's. It's definitely a push towards this, and I think it's. Um, you use the word approved. I think yeah, obviously the CVA was approved. I'm not sure how many retail landlords actually approved it, but um, that's that's a slightly moot point. But yeah, the, that is one of the central planks of New Look's new, uh, latest CVA and the, the turnover rents. But it's a very, very messy process. I think in principle, it seems a, an equitable solution. You know, a, a retail pays a portion of, 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 of their turnover, thereby sharing the risk with the landlord. Likewise, in times of prosperity, a landlord, in theory, should should be sharing the reward, although that very ironically very seldom seems to happen. And, and retailers only really push for for turnover rents in in times of times of strife. Read into that what you will. But um, I think the, the the issue around turnover rents is there needs to be full transparency. And I'm sad to say that that's not always there. And even in the instances of new look, uh, a lot of landlords complain that. New Look was not as, as transparent as it would be in terms of declaring what its turnover figures were. And, and really, if a landlord's going to agree to it, it needs to understand or have full transparency on, on the trading performance of a store. And see, the trading performance of a store is, is not just one number. It has to understand that store within the, the, the context of a multi-channel business, which, which New Look and most retailers are these days. So it's it's a bit of a minefield is, is is the honest answer again maybe sort of a few years ago landlords were, were deeply opposed to turnover rents but i think in this day and age most are enlightened to the point of being able to embrace the idea but will only do so if if they get the requisite transparency and you know I, I'm again sad to say that that transparency isn't always there yeah i think it's um i mean turnover rent 
clauses have been around for, for, for a while and some centres are purely let on turnover rent arrangements. But we've certainly seen those types of clauses increase in, in length um, over the years as you know as you identified these uh, retailers become multi-channel operators and and trying to ensure that you know all elements of the business are captured appropriately in this turnover rent cause online sales for example how do you treat returned um, goods to that particular store these are all sort of very complex issues and as you say the key is to is transparency um, and, and, and the challenge. So I think, Stephen, on, on that note, I think we could talk all day on this, but we must finish there. Thank you very much for your time and your insight. Thank you for having me along. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Trowers and Hamlins. Find us at trowers.com and join in the conversation on Twitter at Trowers or find us on LinkedIn and Instagram.